myself, BL. I'm Alon. Let's kick off with some housekeeping. Please go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Follow on Twitter at FMLFL. Email and rate my team's other questions at FMLFL at gmail.com. Walsh is back, so you'll actually get an email back in time, which is good. I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our website, FMLFL.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, and a store. Also on our website, we post lineup limitations before every game week and down the rabbit hole with Scott, which people are liking. Lastly, shout out to legendary producer Nate. He outscored both of us this week on from from tour and hasn't made a transfer since game week twenty nine. So good on you, Nate. Fuck Nate. Fuck, you. <laughs> fuck Nate. Fuck <laughs> fuck us mostly. Yeah, fuck us. He's getting um, like Snodgrass auto sub points and like <laughs> he deserves everyone. Ben Me Halls except this week. Fucking a. Um. So you wild carded last week. I would like to begin the segment with looking at your team a little bit more closely because you changed significantly from where you talked about at the end of the last pod. So kind of go through some of your decisions, how you feel. It's kind of getting into second wildcard season, so it should help some listeners probably who are thinking about when to wildcard, who to get, things like that. So how'd you do this week and how's your team looking off wildcard? Yeah, so I got 51 points, pretty league average. I went down 4K, so like pretty insignificant, but annoying after a wild card to get a red arrow. Um, but looking ahead, I wouldn't have changed many of the picks that I made, which is a good feeling, obviously. I have five doublers, so... For 34. For 34. Um, mostly the annoying thing so far is just like in my head and watching Match of the Day and shit... The the worst thing is that from now up until the next double game week in, in game week thirty seven when we're all bench boosting. Thirty six. Well we're wild carding thirty six, bench boosting in thirty seven. Some up of us un- are wild carding thirty six. Well, a lot. But mm-hmm. we're all bench boosting in thirty seven. But yeah. up until then, I like can't make any sexy punty transfers, which is really what I get off on. And I kind of have to just constantly bring in guys who are doubling in 37 which is kind of annoying you know i'm like watching still have a you still have a big pool though still a big pool but i'm watching you know guys like fucking arnie Arnie. and Firmino and shit and i'm just like god i really want them for these next few where they have good fixtures and i just like can't really reason that which is annoying right okay but otherwise i'm happy i mean so i went very very heavy attack which was kind of the main reason why I decided to wildcard. I was sitting before I wildcarded with Eber, Lukaku, and Ashley Barnes, and then I also had Alexis. And seeing as you and I both agree that Kane is by far the best player in FPL, and I think it's pretty, you know, indisputable, I had to get him in, but I didn't want to drop Lukaku before home Burnley, and I didn't want to drop Eber before two doubles. Mm-hmm. So that drastic of a shift where I'm really like moving around 7 million into my forward and I didn't, didn't want to drop Alexis was basically impossible without like a minus 12 or something 12, really extreme. Probably, probably so, 12. Yeah, so my thinking was either I either had to get rid of Alexis, which I didn't want to do, or not get Kane, which I really didn't think was an option at all, or take a huge hit, or wild card now and then probably take a huge hit going into the double game week in game week 37. All right. So, so we're doing this a little backwards. You're talking more about kind of theory one a wild card. So yeah. basically you were looking at a minus 12, felt that it was too a step too far and that you could kind of 
take smaller hits to prepare for the doubles, but set your team up now for kind of getting the players you wanted. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, I think that's a pretty good litmus test. If you if you need to go up to a twelve point hit, it's probably a good time to wild card. If you think that you're either like that unprepared for the doubles in thirty four and thirty seven, uh, thirty four and thirty six rather, assuming that you know we you're saving your wild card for thirty six if you can. Um, I mean, I think this double game week in thirty four is a little bit misleading. A lot of people think that it looked kind of bad. I think it's kind of really good. Um, I think it's a little bit different than the last double where it was just Stoke and City a few, you know, a, a month ago. Yeah. Um, you got a good small grouping of six or so players who you can have some differentials and kind of climb. So I'm excited for 34. And I don't hate teams wild carding now to get in a good team for 34. Um, maybe a, a little eye on 36 with an extra Arsenal player, something like that. Um, even though I still do definitely prefer holding it till 36 or maybe 35 if you can. Just because the one thing is, if you look at United and Palace who are doubling 34, come game week 36, you don't really want a single one of their players. I think going into double 37, they don't have attractive enough assets when you stack them against teams like City and Spurs. Um, right, they're at Tottenham, at Southampton. Like yeah, You can't have Ebra over Kuhn or anything like no, that. With yeah. bad, so you might get a little stuck with either having to take extra hits to get those type of players in for your United assets down the line. Um, but it could be, it could come off, it could pay off. Yeah, and it was but, one of the things I talked about with Scott mostly because you were in Japan and, and some other people over email and stuff is that you know, I'm basing it off a small sample size of last season where it happened to work in my favor. But last season, there were two main double game weeks. One of them, I wildcarded and bench boosted. The other one, I took like a minus 12 or minus 16 because, you know, all of those hits are really just minus twos if you're taking out a single game week player for a double game week player. And it came off huge. I rose a fucking yeah. million places. So. Yeah. You could do that again. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not scared of taking a huge hit before game week 37 if, sure. if I deem that I need to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's, with that, I mean, I think it's definitely, Wildcard 36 definitely feels the best to me still, just because I think you can play to your advantage with Arsenal and Southampton, while also loading the rest of your team up with doublers and 37 only a week away. You probably don't need that extra week of information too much. But if you need to do it now, probably not the worst thing. Yeah, I mean, in short, I think... Wildcarding in 36 will probably net you the biggest game week 37 score. That's pretty For nailed, sure. you know. Yeah. No, hit, no hits. No hits, and you're getting in with the closest 15. amount of information. You're getting in a million, a million double game weekers and bench boosting. Yeah. But if you need maybe more points or more major surgery in your squad before then, then yeah, I don't, I don't hate a wild card any time yeah. before then, really. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at your team back to well, front. Wait. You landed. Oh yeah, you want to do my team? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's it's nice. So you 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 landed on Pickford and Valdez, pretty cheap at the back. Um, Valdez with the surprise thigh injury. Hopefully he makes it for you next so week. So fucking annoying. Yeah. Very annoying because as we know in thirty four, Borough defense looks like good investment with those great fixtures. But I think cheap at the cheap at the goalie position is always pretty good, right? Yeah, and I ended up with Valdez. I had Hennessy, I had Valdez. I went back and forth on a lot of shit. I was tinkering all week. But Valdez, there's Gibson, who's nailed to all hell. He'll never like sit for Burrow ever, even in the championship next year. But other than that, everything's a little bit up in the air. I mean, we'll, we'll get Fall news. Back. Yeah, we'll get news on the Fabio injury. So maybe he'll be out and friend will be nailed, and that would be nice. 
But then there's like Barragan, Chambers could come in. Fabio could even play right back and friend left back. And Chambers could come in for Ayala also. There's a lot of shit that's sketchy. So I ended up with Valdez. Yeah, I think it's it looked good in hindsight. Not so good since he's injured. Not so you, good. In, you didn't know about. But and now sight. Yeah, you'll have to react to that. Maybe you get the hand or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, defense. So you interestingly with defense went with two heavies and then three really cheap guys. You finished up with Bayi, Alonso, and then a trio of Kelly, Holgate, and Stevens. So four uh, two four one and four zero. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So you feel good enough with Holgate nailed in with Coleman off. Steven seemingly nailed with doubles and Kelly kind of at, at the mercy of the rest of their defense. Getting healthy, Tompkins, Dan, whoever the fuck, they're always out. And then Sacco missing the Liverpool game. You feel good? Yeah, that was my thinking with Palace. Is I really only want them for the double and ideally right. home Burnley right after the double, but that's not the end of the world. And with Dan is dead. Dan's out for a while. But Tompkins could possibly come back, but... I don't know. I just feel like Palace are going so good right now. Sam is probably reluctant to make a change when unnecessary, and Kelly's playing well. And then, yeah, as you said, Sacco can't play against Liverpool, so Kelly's nailed for at least one of the two doubles, even if Tompkins does make it back. So, yeah, so I thought that, it was yeah, worthwhile. Okay, and I mean, again, you know, I brought Warden for uh, Valencia, which didn't work out too nicely. But I mean, he's four eight, and he's really the next. Or he's the cheapest nailed route into the defense, but yeah. that's a big savings when you're on wild card and you get point six off of that change. You know, I kind of, I like that. Yeah, it's like a huge, huge, huge savings. savings. Yeah, and that's a spot you can always upgrade for a, or change laterally, even for a doubler in thirty seven. Maybe you know, you never know. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I wish I could have gotten like shit. PVA, but he was a little <clears throat> yeah. shaky with injury news, and yeah, and like that, you said, he's point seven more. Yeah, and didn't start as we expected. I mean, yeah. you mentioned the home Burnley, but you also wanted them home Leicester. It didn't come off, but yeah. that was a great fixture on paper. Yep. Um, and then by kind of between him and Rojo, I guess you went for the last red card shout. Yeah, I didn't need point two, so I like by a lot more just as like a, a friend of the pod. Like Rojo's just a fucking dick face. Yeah, yeah he's got a red card in him. By has been doing better on bonus. And I just feel... Like, Bai is just a better player overall. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay. if Smalling and Jones come back sooner than expected, if there were one of them to, to keep their spot, I, I suspect it would be Bai. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we could, we'll save that United talk for later. Yeah. You got Holgate nailed cheap as fuck, and same with Stevens. Um, you, know, you can't really go wrong when you're spending four between four and four, three. I mean, they're definitely the best options in that bracket. Yeah. Uh, midfield, so you stuck with Ali, you still have Alexis, brought Zaha in with King, and then you put Romeo in as your fifth mid, I guess, because he's got the doubles later on. Yeah, there was just nothing. Uh, like, I, I toyed with, like, the Darun and then playing all out attack next week and shit like that, but none of it just, it just all seems such low ceiling shit to me, so I was just like, fuck it, I'll just get someone who's actually nailed for, like, 360 minutes between game week 36 and game week 37. And just take it from there, yeah. Okay. And, uh, I mean, King had the bad fixture this week, but he's got nice fixtures coming up. Do you yeah, think you're so going to hold if, him? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and then the other guys, I mean, not much to say. Zaha's been on fire lately. The blank, but Ali, Alexis, whatever. We'll talk about Alexis and Arsenal later. Um, and then you got Kane. I mean, Kane, as we expected, as you discussed with guest Jason and Derek Falk. Yeah, good job in. by them subbing in, by the way. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Last pod was great. Nice job, Justin <laughs> and Derek. Um, Kane came right in as we expected and was the focal point. Main man, double return. Max Bones. He's got a little wrong though. He's the, He's the fucking the best. best. Yeah. We don't need to talk much more about that. But you got a little wrong with Rom and the captaincy, huh? Yeah, Captain Rom. I went for the safer thing and. In truth, I mean, Kane did come off early, not as early as maybe I feared, but, you know, he came off on 78, and, you know, I'm not I'm not too miffed about it. Like, okay. Rum's still got a return, and, you know, another day he gets a brace. It's okay. okay. Yeah. So there you see, you landed on your wild card, got a little red arrow, but you set yourself up nice for the future. You've got three players on your team that do not have doubles, so I guess we'll just kind of see week by week what you decide to do, who you hold and shit. So we'll yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting ride. Okay, and then quickly I finished up on sixty points. I had a green. I'm up to seventy nine k. Um, I did Ward and Kane in for Valencia, who I was just nervous about with the comments didn't end up coming off for me. Brought Kane in for uh, for Aguero, and I captained him. So I ended up I did end up gaining a nice chunk there, even though Aguero continued his scoring ways. I uh, finally got a goal for me in midfield, but um, you know, team's looking good. I've, I'm set up for 34. Well, I've got Ward, Zaha, and Benteke in. Got Zlatan in. Um, I think I'm going to probably bring two more United guys in this week. Maybe a third transfer for a minus eight to get in a Borough player. But overall, I think that I'm pretty good for 34 and 35. So I'm definitely on track for that game week 36 wild card. I love the fucking Benteke shout came off so well for you. You read the confidence and then the fucking Ozil shot, you don't have him yet, but you will do. Yeah. And he's yeah, just been hitting. Yeah, and Benteke's got two goals for me in the in the three games since I brought him in. Not Halls, I mean really kind of a little upsetting with only a five pointer and a six pointer. Um but feeling good blank, on a double feeling, now. No, feeling good and his shots and his stats are just jumping so high up and he's every game he's like almost scoring that second goal or almost getting that second return. So feel really good into the double and we'll talk about captains later. I don't know. We'll see where we go there. Yeah, but, and I'm sure he's going to get he's probably going to rise like hell this week with the double coming. Yeah, he should double rise. I don't know if he already did. I've completely stopped paying attention to price changes. Well, um, you were in Japan. Your time, in Japan. The time difference was kind of fucked up. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was like tomorrow every day. I have to keep thinking about what's happening yesterday. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's, that was a little bit long of first segment, but let's go on to the, the game week that just, we just finished up with Arsenal winning at Borough. What did you, what did you see as talking points this weekend? Well, I mean, just like last week, again, Alexis is a major talking point. People who didn't bring in Kane yet are probably looking to, to transfer him out for Kane money. And same goes with Ibra. Um, his his ownership has just been going down by like 10% in among the top 10K teams every week since game week 31, which is good for us because we still have him and he scored. But I don't know. It was interesting on Twitter because I felt like everyone was just seeing things through their squad's eyes. Like people who did objectively. Yeah, not at all. Like people who didn't have him or don't have him ever, were just shitting on him on Twitter. Like, oh, he looks fucking horrible tonight. Like, so happy to got rid, like, blah, 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 don't need him, Alexis, Arsenal suck, Wenger out. And then everyone who has him is just, like, fucking going nuts like us over the world. And then, I mean, from my eyes, he was just 
inches off on so many passes, which obviously isn't ideal. I'd rather him connecting all those passes, but inches off from like a double assist return type of game. And then he obviously hockey assisted on Ozil's goal. So I thought he was pretty good. He touched the ball on the box. He had some shots. I don't know. He's going home to Leicester, who concede a lot of goals, even in this good run of form. You know, yeah, I feel they, pretty they'll good. Probab- they'll probably be a little bit, depending on what happens against Atletico, their season still either be like all-time low that it's over, all-time high, don't give a fuck about the game because they're going on Champions League, no matter what the result is there. So Yeah, it feels like a good, good yeah. bounce-back game for home Arsenal. It does, but I still think, I mean, I'm an owner, and I'm kind of, I granted only watched the first half, and I did see his goal, but, I mean, he hasn't scored from open play in a while. Um, he's he, Even in the three five two kind of bullshit today, he's still playing so far wide. I mean, Ozil is the one that benefited. Yeah, and Ozil, you're, like I said earlier, you're a shout of Ozil. Yeah. Like he, he's he, the one to own for he's me. He's the value guy by far. Yeah. I mean, Alexis is so expensive that I was tinkering around last night in my like half jet lag stupor nightmare of life <laughs> at a potential wild card team looking for like thirty six, and it's really really hard to fit Alexis into that like landscape because of his price. He's not ten five like he was last year, where he was still earning that playing at the wing at eleven and eleven and eleven six or whatever the fuck he is, no matter what you bought him at, you know, that's still on wildcard a big allotment of your budget. And I mean when you can go for Ozil at, you know, two million less, it's it looks good. I mean it, Yeah, I mean it's really it, good. there's no signs of Alexis moving back to center forward despite how much better Arsenal are with that. I mean, and I think the signs are overwhelming that it will not happen. That it will not happen. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. And then no matter who's up top, Giroud, Donkey, or Welbs, Ozil's just like sneaking around right behind the striker. He's playing very far forward. He's playing right down the middle. He's in the box constantly. He's on every set piece. And he plays, you know, he starts every game. There's no yeah. drama with Ozil. He's just a little bitch. Yeah, and I think it's looking at the fixtures coming up. I mean, it's hard to... Imagine that there's not going to be a little bit of rest there when they have, you know, basically a two day gap between four league games in a row. That you're probably going to realistically be looking at three starts of four for Ozil. But you, you know, mean that's in still, Game Week 36 and Game Week 37? Yeah, yeah, yeah. combining them. And, uh, but even still, you know, that's that's a lot more minutes than. You know, one double, or you might not get two starts, but it's they only have that home United. You know, Otsil typically goes missing against tough teams and tough fixtures, but if you wait until thirty six when you're wild carding to get him in, they only have one tough fixture for the rest of the season. They've got three homes and five from thirty six on. They've got two doubles. It's, I think, it's a little much to double with Alexis and Otsil. However, you could do and in thirty seven remove one of them for someone like Hazard. To spread it around a little bit. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get maybe a lot Kev. more info in the next yeah. two game weeks. So. Yeah, we will. So, but yeah, but having Alexis home Leicester just feels fantastic. Feels yeah. yeah, it feels good. So that's a nice thing for us for this week. Their but defense, I I, though, I, is a nightmare. Oh, it's so bad. You're a Bellerin so owner. Like, what are you doing there? Well, I'm going to AOA this week and bench Bellerin. Uh, so that'll be an easy one. And then I'm probably going to spend my... 35 transfer on him to just take a punt there because I think my attack will probably be okay for a 3-4-3 in game week 35. That that is an okay place for me to punt on that with that transfer. Yeah, because you don't want him at Spurs. 
No. And I was debating the AOA before because I was looking, you know, with Bellerin and Alonso, both with good home fixtures, but Bellerin might not start and they don't have a good fixture looking at how their defense is playing. So that's what I'm thinking now. I'm going to probably just AOA him out of my squad this week and then get rid. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's fucking not starting, so he's terrible. And Mustafi's <laughs> injured and their defense is completely terrible. It makes the double in game week 36 a lot trickier. It's a little further away, but. I mean, who do you do you want to spend premium? Even though they have, you know, they don't have a really good defensive fixture in thirty six. Like, do you want to spend a slot on a premium no. defender on an Arsenal? Even though they've, they've got two doubles in a row, that's going to be a tough one. Not we'll at all. Yeah, we'll have it to just talk seems about that later. really, really bad. Especially yeah, like their season. I mean, it's pretty done as is. They they have relatively no chance of top four, but by then it'll probably be like completely done. No, I don't. Th- I think that's a little. A little drastic. I mean, they've got a game or two games in hand on some of those guys. I mean, they could still pull it back. They've got some pretty good fixtures. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're three points behind United, who have a game in hand on City and two games in hand on Liverpool. So they'd have to not only they'd catch have to, up beat to Liverpool and, and City, United. they'd have to over overtake United. I don't know. Yeah. It seems very, very beat. unlikely to me. Yeah. No, it, it, it does look tough, but who knows with them. I don't know. Yeah, Arsenal's still always a talking point, I guess, because they're so fucking weird and schizo team. But I don't know. I don't want to talk about Arsenal anymore. Nah, who does? Yeah. Um, we should talk about Ibra. Okay. So he got benched, or you know, moves playing mind games. Like Ibra after the under like game was like, oh, I'm feeling fatigued, and then. Moo rested him, quote-unquote, and then after the game, Moo said, maybe we didn't rest. Maybe we just chose the team we thought that was the best team. And he's, like, recalling everyone to when they played Chelsea in the FA Cup and kind of played the same system and blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. It's a little bit scary, and I was I was talking to Scott about it just before we potted because he's bringing in Ibra, as everyone probably is this week. But it's a little bit scary to captain him it's terrifying to not own him and probably still dumb because everyone in the world is going to captain or triple captain him but it's a little scary to captain him if he can't play thursday to sunday and then they have they have another europa league game and a double coming up how do you feel about that i don't know i'm not so worried i think that was a little bit more like mind gamey bullshit and at City in a derby, I'm not imagining Zlatan's missing that game for anything in the world. Um, they've got three days break between Burnley and City. More importantly, I'm just kind of thinking about you know they've this double. They've got two tough away games. At Burnley is not an easy game. They aren't free flowing. They don't score like that much. I still think he's maybe the best captaincy shout, but I still think that you can make a good argument for a, a Palace player who like Benteke you know is playing 180. There's no risk of rotation whatsoever. And they look better. So Yeah, that's kind of what I was hinting at. So United have Anderlecht again on Thursday, right. then Burnley on Sunday. Like That's the game. If you're going to rest Ibra or not play 90, that's the game you would do it. Yeah, it's but a he, tough it's fixture also... and save him for the derby, right? Yeah, I mean, he also hasn't like missed a game really all season like a except for minute. suspension. Yeah, so I maybe he's carrying something and and he doesn't want to mention it, or, or it's just mind games. Yeah, or maybe he's looking at it down the road and thinking that he could really have exploited 
Chelsea with the extra pace and they wanted Ibra for the Man City and, game. So if he's he looking did, at it like and it worked. And he did and it worked. And if he was looking at it, maybe that you know, they're they're having four games, if you account for the Europa game, the Chelsea game, and then the double, they had basically looking at four games within the span of ten days. Maybe that was just one game too many for him. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm not worried about him starting both games. I think he will do, but I think you need to have him. I don't think that you it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea, especially when you're looking at someone like Lukaku going away. You know, you, that's an easy straight swap. I mean, that's a hit. Would you or take straight that swap? Hit? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I would. I would because you're also going to probably be switching your other transfer for a doubler. So you're taking like a minus two, you know, to yeah. get in, or even like a zero because you're going to get the four points back on the extra minutes played yeah. for both of those players, you know? So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're yeah, getting so, get I mean, rid of Lukaku do, and another single game maker for two doubles yeah, basically yeah. removes the hit. Especially if one of those is, you know, like a Burrow defender, it's just they're all cheap enough where you could downgrade or maybe a Zaha or someone like that. I, I do that hit all day. I think that's a for sure thing to do. Yeah, someone tweeted in about that. There, there's your answer. Um, yeah, for me anyway, but... I have a question. And then for you, you also look at you know, before sorry. And United also the other thing that's a little bit tough that is nice to look at is they're home Swansea in thirty five. So even if he doesn't blow the doors off in the double game week, you're still going to have him for thirty five. Hopefully he's starting, but you'll have him for thirty five in a great fixture, and so it buys you another little bubble of a cushion before you maybe look at removing him before thirty six. Such a wild fucking card. crazy pileup for them, dude. Holy shit! I know Thursday, it is. But again, two days off Burnley. Three days off City, two days off Swansea. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there's a little worry, I guess. You think about it, you know, they've got City, Arsenal, Spurs, and then Swansea in between. If he's going to miss a game, maybe it's Swansea. I, I don't know. But thinking about that is too, yeah, you can't it's really too predict it. He's healthy. He missed it because he's tired, uh, whatever. I'm just going to keep going. I think go with him. It's different with Valencia where he's saying it's not possible for him to play every game. My thinking with transferring him out, even though he did play this game against Chelsea, is if he's not going to play every game and he's going to be rested possibly in easy fixtures, and if he's not going to be guaranteed all those extra fixtures when the fixtures are tough to begin with, they're City, Arsenal, Spurs, three of the next five, then that's not worth holding for me. You know? Yeah, I tweeted last week when I was tinkering if maybe someone like Darmian is the sleeper best choice in the back line because it seems like when Valencia misses, he's the backup right back. And when Valencia starts, it seems like he's the number one left back. So yeah, it's like it could, it could he's be. almost covered. <laughs> he's covers himself almost. Yeah, I still think that. I think by I think you picked the right player on the yeah, back Yeah, yeah. Um, um, my I, question, let's, let's, my question for you oh, was just a hindsight kind of question. Would you still triple cap Kuhn back in game week twenty seven when we both triple capped him? Because who else doubles. are you looking at triple cap? Uh, yeah, that I mean, it's fucking hard. I I'm happy to not have my triple cap because I feel yeah. like I just bottle it. I yeah, I am. I mean, I think that the bench boost is going to be better better played for 37. And when you're looking at Arsenal with their double in 36, they have two games two days off between all those games. You don't know if you're going to hit someone who's going to start both games, even like Alexis and Alexis playing on the wing is not, is a different proposition. And they're tough fixtures. I, I, yeah, Ibra, I mean, I'm making an argument that he's not the best captain option this week, so I don't know if he's, you know, triple captain worthy. It's tough. I mean, captaining Benteke could also kind of smack like captaining 
Carroll last year, you know. Uh, I mean, just because, yeah, but just because he's nailed for 180 now and the fixtures are tough, his stats, I don't, I don't know. I'm happy not to have the. I'm happy problem, to not have that decision because you're either looking at Southampton in 36, who are at Liverpool home Arsenal, you're looking at Arsenal, who are home United at Southampton, or you're looking at Ibra, or you're looking at Palace. I don't know. It's it's not great. Yeah, there's there's no great. Assuming your bench your is 37, which is best. Yeah. I'd probably wait until 36 and captain an Arsenal player. Yeah, or maybe if you're really cheeky, you wait until game week 38 because there's always insane weird shit that happens in 38. Yeah, yeah, that's like, a tough one. Though. I remember like Feo Hattie was it two yeah. years ago. And, like, yeah, that was amazing. Fucking Stoke 6-1 over Liverpool. There's like, you can like yeah. find a weird game with like some defeated team. Even Tottenham after they blew it. Newcastle beat them like 5-1 last year or something, last game week of the season, once they already didn't win the league. You can find like a weird, like on the beach, fucked up team to maybe exploit, but I don't know, it's risky. You still like going for the doubles just because you get those extra minutes played. Like that's a lot of points. That's That's a lot of points, yeah. Your floor at four points feels so good already. Yeah. That even on a double blank on your at four, it's basically getting like an assist kind of a game, which is not great. But you know, yeah, I guess it's yeah, more like you if you're chasing like a mini uh, a mini league, and he's triple captaining Ibra, say, maybe you take a little risk and you know try and go differential or something. Yeah, I don't def- know. definitely in that case for sure. That's yeah. an area where you could try and make up ground. Yeah. Um, all right, let's. As we're getting a little long this this pod. Let's go we're okay, on to dude, the. We're uh, good. It's been thirty no, we're minutes. Good. But we've got a lot. There's still a lot I want to get into. Let's, okay. I want to start getting into the game of 34 teams that have doubles and kind of pick pick out who we like from those those uh, four teams. Yeah, so. I, w- I was going to ask you because you mentioned that you think it's a really good double. This dude, Ledge on Twitter, at Stevie Sunshine one he said, is it time to write off game week uh, 34 as a double game week? Every team is dog shit slash rotating, reminiscent of Liverpool double game week last year. Yeah, I mean, I just don't agree with that at all. I think that we have Burroughs' defense with two really bad fixtures. I mean, right there, you're looking at possible... Two really good fixtures. Yeah, right. You're <laughs> looking right there at possible, like, double clean, like, Stoke status, you know, when you're getting Peters, like, cheap-ass fucks getting double-digit hauls. Um, you, you're looking at United, who still have, you know... Defenders you could bring in and they could, you know, double clean. Who knows? At City, it's not great, but, you know, but you're Burnley looking at. you expect to clean. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at about eight point range for those players. I mean, that's significant. And then Palace, I think that's where the real rogue points could be because at Liverpool is a good attacking fixture, as good as Mignolet was this week. I, I think that we, we look great. We're scoring. And then home Spurs is a derby, and we, we always play them well. And I think that we're going to be up for that. And we just look great. So I think that's another really good opportunity between Benteke, Zaha, Townsend. I think any of those three are outstanding picks for the double. And you could be looking at like a Matty Phillips from last year, like an 18-pointer sitting looking at you, or like a Redmond from last year, from players who are really cheap, who supplement your heavy hitters, who have single game week, you know, pretty good fixtures when we're talking about Alexis home. Leicester, Kane at, at Palace, which, you know, he can always score against anyone. There are opportunities to fill the fringes of your squad with these doublers, and if you hit on one or two halls to go along with your already heavy hitters, I think we could be looking at some ton scores this week. Not not out of the question. Yeah, that's why it's good. I think you just did a really good job of summing it up. Because I, I also disagree with Stevie. Is that 
it's not good because of the heavy hitters because there's really only Ibra and you don't really want anyone else. But it's good because you can keep all of the really good guys on your team. You can keep your Kane, Lukaku, Ibra, Sanchez, Ali, etc., and just fill your fourth mid, your fifth mid, your fourth defender, your fifth defender, your fucking backup goalie with cheap, really cheap guys with high points potential. I mean, you and I were texting today, like kind of jokingly, but not like how many saves is Hennessy going to get in game week 34? Like 20? Man. Actually, actually could be double digits, like 15, 20. Like Liverpool He's, and Tottenham shoot more than any two teams in the league by a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the Valdez is a little bit tough, but yeah, between De Gea or Hennessy, you're looking at a high floor from a shitty position. And looking at defense, even Palace defense, you know, getting four points out of your third defender is a return, basically. And having those kind of guys supplementing your your heavy hitters is what's going to make this a good game week for those of us who have prepared fairly well who are able to load ourselves up with six or seven doublers, just getting those minutes played floor, it's going to be good. So Yeah, and that's why, especially someone like PVA, is like someone I really wish I had, because you don't really expect Palace to keep it clean in either of those, but PVA is the type of guy who can score at any time versus anyone, or yeah, just plus, get an attacking return on a cross, or a free kick, or you know, a corner, or anything. The other thing I think that's a real big boost for those of us who still have our wild cards and looking at the double teams this week is looking at United and Palace, even though the fixtures on paper aren't standout great bankers. Game Week 35, Palace is home Burnley, and Game Week 35, United is home Swansea. So if you're looking at that two-week punt and you're looking at those three games all clustered together, that I mean, that's significant. And that's, that's what I've been you make looking your money at. money back easy, yeah. So if you're troubling on both those sides and then you're going to wild card in 36, I mean, that's what I'm doing, and I think that's going to that's gonna pay off for me. I think it's going to be a big boost. So we'll see how it goes. But Love it. Yeah, so let's let's start with Burrow. I mean, defense, you, you hit on it before. I think, you know, Fabio coming off with a non-contact, there's no fucking way he's coming back in, in a week. But Yeah, he's, think he's fr- just off a concussion, too. Like, he's yeah. probably fucked. Friend is probably suddenly the best, like free up funds without removing your Alonzos um, of the back line. And then Valdez with this question mark, hopefully there's some news, but that's a little worrying. Right? Yeah, we'll get you some probably news. Probably want to go Hennessy. Sure. But yeah, you, as of right now, you wouldn't go Valdez. No, Obviously, if it, that news came out beforehand, I wouldn't have gone Valdez on my right. wild card. Yeah, I think Friend is probably the best option. He's short of Gibson, if you like. Can. Fabio and Friend are the only two left backs on the team, so mm-hmm. Fabio's death should just nail him for both. Yeah, um, and he looked yeah. fine, like right. He was running around. Yeah, he's good. He was in the hair. box. He almost he almost had an assist. Like, yeah, he always he looks has clumsy because he's like so tall for a left back, yeah. but like he can run with the ball. He's he's he like a some... slightly silkier version of Martin Kelly. Yes, definitely. Like he can. He can do more than just trot. He can actually gallop. Yeah. So I think their defense looks good, but I don't know. Negredo, you definitely are, are keeping an eye on. But I mean, I'm looking at them in, comp- in comparison with the other doublers this week. I still want Benteke over Negredo. Not close. I don't give a fuck who they're playing. It's just, yeah, it's just the fixtures. Yeah. It's the out of nowhere form where, you know, he's been fucking horrible all year. He has like, Two random braces. He, he just hasn't returned as, at the rate that they need him to return. It's probably why they're getting relegated. But 
He has two goals in his last three, two goals in his last two starts. He's nailed to start in the next two with this form, and it's just at Bournemouth, home Sunderland are like as good as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, ah, yeah, do you go with the form, the fixtures, or just the, the team form, which is nightmare? Uh, obviously, Burrow or nightmare, everyone knows this. Yeah, again, I'm still keeping an eye, a close eye, and it's different if you have a wild card or not, but I'm keeping a close eye on the Game Week 35 fixture when Palace is home Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Burrow plays City, so that's a tough one. So, so you're immediately transferring him out. Yeah, you want to at least if you can afford to do, but I still think Benteke's form's better. He's getting so much more service. His, His stats form's are still way great. better, but here's the thing. I know that you think I'm not bi- I'm also so biased like it's ridiculous. So I'm oh, of course you're biased. And and we're both biased against Burrow, I think as we should be. They've yeah. just been the worst thing ever to watch all year, but I mean the thing without Liverpool is that when Matip and Lovren start together, they they haven't been bad at all and they're much better at home. And then Spurs are, you know, the best defense in the league. So even though mm-hmm. it's a derby and you guys play them well, you know, probably a cap of like one or one and a half goals on that, you know, expected goals from the Palace side, even though, you know, you guys are in good form and play well on the counter and shit. So it's just hard. It's like, where do you, where do you set Benteke's ceiling is the hard part for me. Yeah, it's probably a triple return on the double. That's probably the ceiling. And, you know, he's not great on bonus because he misses so many shots, all that kind of stuff. But I still, I don't care who Burrow are playing. I would say Negredo's ceiling is a double return. It's probably, like, the same. That That's really what, yeah. And then their floors are, are the same because Benteke yeah. is so much better, even with the hard fixtures, the floor is probably the yeah. same. And then, yeah, yeah the and home I, Burnley after is a big factor. And, dude, honestly, it's also, you never know. If, I mean, Benteke's going back to Liverpool with a fucking point. To, like, if there's one game all year that he circled before a game with yeah, one started, absolutely. it was this game. So you got that going for him. And then you got a derby, a derby against Tottenham. Like, you know, you don't fucking know. And no, Spurs are playing playing know. FA Cup. It's not like they're going to be, they're well-rested. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's, uh, and then, so we're, we've been talking about Palace enough, but looking over them, I think, I guess right now, if you're transferring a defender, you probably give Borough defenders since they're in the same bracket as, as Palace defenders the nod. Yeah, agree? yeah, definitely. Yeah. And even with the 35 home burn lounge, I think that yeah, it's not, not the great. The fixtures Palace are just defense. too good. Yeah, they're, they're too good. So and then um I mean, Zaha and Townsend, I, I don't think there's much between either of them. The way that Townsend's been playing lately, I think doubling is a good tactic if you have the if your team allows for that. But they both look just like great, and I think Liverpool and Spurs can be got on the counter, and their pace is going to give them problems. I think, um, I think they're both great options. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I still prefer Zaha, not just because I have him; he's just way better, and he's in Palace's best yeah. player all season. But yeah, he's he's player of the year. For we've all all FPL veterans know what Townsend can do if he hits a run of form, which he's in right now. He's three straight games with an assist and a goal to boot. Yeah. You know he can. He went on that run last year with Newcastle. He's right. he's shown weird shit before, where he'll just start like looking incredible, and then he'll yeah, get transferred the to price. some team for too much mon- too much money and be horrible. <laughs> yeah, and they're the same price. So at this point, you know. Yeah. And then Benteke we talked about, but past that, I mean, there's not much else, right? Yeah, not much else there. Okay. And then finally, I, I think United. Is it three teams? Am I forgetting something? Yeah, it's just three teams, and then a West Brom blank. And four. Yeah. Fine. Um. We talked about Zlatan, but I, I think the the defense, you, you touched on at the beginning, I definitely agree with you that Bailly and 
Rojo feel the best options for nailedness at this point with the fixture pileup. Valencia, we know, is carrying that knock. It's it's a tough one to remove Valencia, though, right? I mean, I did it. It didn't work out. Game week, the first week. I'll have to see after this four week, this four game window between him and Ward, who came out ahead. Um, yeah, it's it's such a headache to own him, but yeah, probably not worth a transfer out. I no. mean, you imagine he'll play in one of the games at least. Yeah, I mean, if you get two starts out of three, I mean, maybe you get lucky, gets two cleans, that's a great return. Two two cleans in two weeks, yeah. so. You gotta probably hold Tony V if you own him, which a lot of people do. But um past that, if you're transferring United Defender in, I think Bay is probably be on the top of the shopping list. Yeah, Bay and Rojo, they're basically the same price, so yeah. work that out. But they're essentially the only two fit center backs in the entire squad. Yeah. So. so they they should play every I guess you got Blend who can deputize if one of them needs a break, which could easily happen. Easily, um, but he's been fucked off for a long time. <laughs> that's he's true. Like, he must early yeah. doors he played like almost every game and yeah, I don't know. He's in Luke Shaw territory in, in Moo's mind. Yeah, maybe he thinks he's like still talking to LVG or something. Like oh that. my god! Yeah, he probably saw like their WhatsApp group. It was like LVG mm-hmm. to Pi and Blend, and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I think De Gea though suddenly is a really good option. I mean, I mean, not looking, suddenly. He has been for a while. Yeah. He has been. I I think just because I was personally always looking at Valdez because he's like cheaper or whatever. But yeah, now that Valdez is a little bit hurt, looking at the double, I mean. I can afford it. I'm looking at doing Tom to, to De Gea because I feel like he's definitely going to play every game. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, United are an elite, elite defense at this point. Yeah, that's just, they're still great. They set up great. well. They've got good midfielders and everything. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of time we touched on, but the midfield's a little bit of a mind fuck. Um, no it has one been seems, all year. It's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. No one seems too nailed. I will be punting on Pogba. I think he is the most nailed of any of them, and I know he kind of flits in and out of games, but I'm going to just take roll the dice. I've, I haven't owned him all year, so I want to have those feels. And you, I'm gonna you take the love risk. him, right? No, I love him so much. I, mean, <laughs> he's, I can't he's believe being such a Walsh type player. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't owned him all year. Yeah, it's actually shocking. So, yeah, it is shocking. So this is my opportunity, I think, to bring him in. But past him, I was looking, you know, looking at Mctari. Major punt. Major punt. He hasn't done shit ridiculous. I mean, it's not like, and that's the thing. I'm not removing Erickson or Ali. I'm looking at removing like Sigurdsson or or Ayu who haven't scored in 10 months. The the weird thing about Pogba is like, if it were just like, you know, the beginning of the season and you were to look at his underlying stats, you'd be like, oh, he's great. Like he shoots kind of a lot on target a lot. His yeah, like shot accuracy is right very right high. Yeah, it's just very right, high, right to the goalie. Right to the goalie. Yeah. If he and then was when he's not to the goalie, it's off the bar. Yeah, it's off the bar, and he creates a lot of chances too, like yeah. more yeah. than a lot of like legit midfielders that we all have on our side. But yeah. they just. So I'm gonna go for that that anything. two. Yeah, I'm gonna go for that two game week punt. It's a fun punt. I'll take him. Yeah, I think it's a fun punt. So. But McTarian, you know, he's still really expensive. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's so clear that. He just doesn't seem to trust him, and he never really plays him consistent back-to-back starts. Yeah, I think he'll probably start that Anderlecht game because Anderlecht are shit, and they I can mean, probably Europa do for League. That. I think is what they're most focusing on. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, but when they're playing City, I don't know. Maybe he does his little tactics thing, and he wants to play Fellaini and kill the game and blah blah blah. So I'm worried about that. He could be an okay punt, I think, because you probably look at him, maybe he'll be able to play Burnley and then Swansea, which is when you really want him to play. But I think when, if, if you're looking at between 
Pogba and Mkhitaryan. I just I like the guarantee of minutes played so much more. I put much more premium on that than maybe their role on the pitch. Where I still think Pogba could come in with double returns, but yeah, and I'm sure people like punt on like Herrera with who's returned yeah, two in a row. And yeah, punt that was his Lingard. first goal in like two years. Yeah, and his assist was world class, like incredible yeah, he, assist. But he does have assists in his locker. I've mentioned him locker, here and there, yeah. and you you bomb me out whenever I do. But <laughs> no, I still think he's not nailed. Locker. He's not. No one's really nailed. Herrera's also a red card waiting to happen. Yeah, Lingard. I understand why people might punt on him, but if you've ever owned him in FBL, you know to stay away from that. Yeah, it's the worst great. thing ever watching Lingard when you own him because you realize how yeah. fucking bad he is. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not great. And then Rashford, too. I mean, it's just not worth a forward slot is really the end-all, end be-all. Like, yeah, I, I like, I like young Rashford, Rashford. Like He's exciting, and I could see him... We minutes, owned him earlier. We owned him earlier, but you just can't. You can't do that. You can't take one of three very, very precious forward slots and spend it on Rashford. It makes no. no sense. And especially when you're looking at him against the greater Benteke in that bracket, it's not. It's not a close yeah, comparison. Not, not at all. So that's the doubles. I think that's the doubles box. I think it's that's got to be your focus this week with transfers. And you got to roll the dice on it. You you always got to play the doubles. Especially when it's so close to the end of the season, especially when you know Palace and United have good fixtures in 35, deal with it after that for 36. If you have the wild card, it makes it a lot easier. You take the handbrake off, maybe take a little extra hit. I think it's going to be an exciting week. I'm, I'm very excited for this weekend. It's also not a weekend; it's like a six-day game week. Yeah, because the FA Cup is the weekend, so it's yeah. yeah. There are five days straight of games, Saturday to Thursday, within one game week. It's incredible. Yeah, it's great. And then what, we have you, one day off before you next game. You've got to take a chance on the doubles because that's where the you real glory comes. It's like, you know, <laughs> that's the, where you, you have were fun. just in Japan. You know, those like UFO catchers, those like claw claw games that are in arcades or like. Yeah, first floor of every Taito arcade weird ass yeah. place. There's only claw games. A in double. Japan. FPL is just a claw game. <laughs> and a double, you get two turns for one quarter, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. two turns, I'll get the fucking Pikachu. You know what I mean? Yeah. One turn is just a toss-up. Yeah, it's a toss-up. Um, all right. Yeah, what else? Do you want to look, yeah. look on caps, or what do you think? I mean, now we're, we're, we're doing good. I'm off it, because I've been off pod for, like, two weeks, dude. I'm fucked up with the yeah, time. Yeah, it's been a long-ass time for you. I was trying to rush us, and now I'm like, whoa, what, what did I do? You fucking... <laughs> Derek was, like, asking Jason for the fourth time on his opinions on instances, and I'm, like, worried about we're fucking going too so fast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, your timing is way off. You're in Japan like, time Derek, right now. Derek, that was my number two takeaway besides shirt. Not off! Oh, my was, God. Shirt off. Fake shirt Derek, off. Fake shirt off. Derek double and then triple confirmation of what Jason was doing was just so he would subtly be like, wait, so he's like, wait, so Jason, are you going to get rid of him? And Jason's <laughs> like just three, like, yeah. It's like three or four times. Like, oh, this is so good. This is That's so Derek. Good. For those who don't know, Derek is the inventor of Bukaku and all of those other incredible notes that he took early doors because this is his first season of FPL. So he just blindly listened to our pod and just took down the most ridiculous misspelled notes of all time, which is it's just it's like, wait, 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 Jason, are you getting rid of Aguero? It's like, oh, okay, I think I might too. <laughs> Jay, Derek just found out this week, actually today, 
based on text, who Bai is. Because okay. we would always be like, Bai. And he had no uh, idea. He was like, oh, that's Bai. And it's just like, oh my God. Fucking top. All, All right, right, yeah, so let's go ahead. Captains, I mean, it's pretty focused on the doublers. What are you looking at? I have it on Zlatan, and I don't feel good about it. Okay. I have my Vice and Zaha. I don't really feel good about it Cap Zaha either. I don't really fucking know, dude. Maybe okay. I'll Cap Bai. Don't do that. I'm not going to do that. But there's just, yeah, there's just nothing. There's nothing to be gained with a Zlatan captain, and he's kind of like a boring captain, regardless of that. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't it's, feel like he's got you know something like an eighteen pointer in him for that's, some reason. That's I the guess. thing. So it's, the it's, thing, uh, it's not but the great. other thing with him is that when he does return, he's so good on baps. He could get just a single return in both games and yeah, still he could end just up get like an eight and 16, nine. 16, 17 points, which would be insane. Easy, Hall, he could easily do that. It's just not fun. It's not fun. For sure. So, two aways, they, they kind of suck. Doesn't feel good at all. Mm, I but know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who else to fucking cap. I would cap. I would Captain Zaha over Zlatan. You would? Wow. I would, I would definitely do that. I would definitely take that pun. I think... That's a crazy shout. I don't think it's that crazy. I, don't, I mean, I'm it's getting... The more I've been playing this season and trying to figure out like how to have more fun because I get so fucking pissed off when my team does work poorly, which has been the bulk majority of the last like four months. Yes. It's like having players and captaining and owning the players that I like gives me so much joy that it like I like doing it, it so is. much. It is a pleasurable experience for sure. Playing the herd and, and captaining players who I'm like, oh like if United lost both of those games, like I'd love that. So I would love that. Fuck. I would love that. You're really so that's selling what, that, me on this shit. <laughs> and the thing with Zaha is that, I mean, look at what he did to Chelsea a couple game weeks ago. He, in the back of minds among Palace fans and things I've been reading and listening to in pods, is the number one team that seems to be in conversation for purchasing him is Spurs. And I yeah, think he's going to go of, for 50 fucking million. Yeah, probably. I think if there's going to be a game that he could be super up for it could be home spurs i think he might have like if he's gonna be like all right if even though we could keep him and match his wages whatever i think that's a big game for him personally and i think at liverpool there's gonna be a lot of space in that game you're back oh yeah the the countering is there for the taking yeah it'll be there so i think i think i like that more especially with i mean i think zlatan probably will start both but you can't imagine at City that that's going to be free-flowing those Mourinho plays for one goal maximum on those days and at Burnley is not a good fixture. I think at Liverpool is better than at Burnley. So yeah, I, I think that. I would go Zaha over Zlatan. My my coin flip is between him and Benteke, which I'm, I'm not sure about. I'm definitely going to go with one of the two of them. I have Captain Vice on them at the moment. but I'm not sure if I want to go for Benteke or not. I'm, I'm probably going to keep it on Benteke just because I think his, his shooting stats are so high that he has more chance of a double return, whereas Zaha relies so much more on assists. He doesn't take as many shots. But um, I'll probably go with Benteke. And then there's like Kane. Mm. Yeah, it's not great. He's not doubling. Mm. It's at Palace. It's yeah. not not a fantastic fixture. But like, could easily see him outscoring any of the players <laughs> you just named. 
it would be very standard Spurs to in a single game week. It'd be classic Spurs. Everybody. It would be classic hat trick Kane. Boom. Seventeen points. Boom. Straight in. I just I could I don't think Alexis, I will ever Alm Lester. Boom. Yeah. I don't think I will ever in my FPL career captain a single game week or over a double game week or and there's a double game week. I mean, I'll go back to the clock rain analogy. Yeah, I just want that. I want that. But I think that's probably probably where you're looking. Either you got Zlatan and then one of the Palace players, which is admittedly a a, a big punt. And Zlatan, I definitely think, is still the safest captaincy. He'll probably be about 50-ish, if not higher, percent captain among among the top 1,000K among active owners. But I'm I'm definitely going to go punt on one of the Palace players. I think there's... It's a lot more upside. It's way more fun. Yeah, it's more fun. We we play the game for fun. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll have to look for lambs. And I think after Thursday with Europa and then some pressers, we might have a little bit more. Yeah, we'll get a little more info, I think. Yeah. We'll see. Also, just see how Zlatan looks. Like, you know, maybe he scores a brace or something versus Ander. Then, like, okay, I could get a little Aldante behind that. Yeah, get, get a little more excited. Yeah. And then... Our teams. I mean, what do you? I'll I'll, I'll kick off since yeah, I guess already yeah. said what I'm doing. I'm I'm gonna probably go for Heaton and Siggy out for De Gea and Pogba, and keep it at the minus four. AOA Darun in and bench Bellerin. So I'll have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You have seven, eight, s- seven doublers. Seven out of a possible nine doublers. That is fucking scenic. Wait, so you're not going to bring in a Burrow defender? I just which the which two defenders are you going to start with your AOA? Ward and then Alonzo. I mean, Alonzo's home Southampton. I think that that's a good fixture for a clean. I mean, Southampton suck. That's like a pretty good fixture. That Chelsea I don't kept think, a clean in a million years. I, I, I think know, I'd but, much rather start a Burrow defender. But but would you do that with a minus four already allotted? Like basically, you're yeah. you're needing you're needing Burrow to keep at least one clean sheet to come out ahead. If they only keep one clean sheet, you're even on that swap. And and Alonso always has the attack. I, I mean, they will, but they're also like awful, and they can't win. They can't get three points when they don't score. So I think Bournemouth at Bournemouth is a good on paper fixture, but Bournemouth score. I mean Sunderland just and finally put Sunderland two in. Is incredible. Yeah, it's probably a clean, but I mean these are like probably cleans for the t- a team that's in the relegation zone. I'd rather roll Alonso out than take a minus four to bring in Gibson there. I don't know. I think like when you look at Holabas and Amat, your fourth and fifth, like doing one of them in for friend who also has attacking potential could get you an assist or something. But I, I just that's don't think worth it. I don't think benching Alonzo is worth. I mean, he's always has the attacking intent. I don't. I think Alonzo plus four points is is just as good, if not better. I just. I don't think it's worth. Yeah, I'm being, we'll I'm, also, I'm being we'll, aggressive. We'll need more Alonzo news going forward, but he should be fine. He should be fine. I, I, I just I, don't. I kind of think it's worth it. It's also really risky for you because everyone's going to have like Valdez and or Gibson and or a different defender. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to root against them keeping clean for that week. Oh, that's, that's I just, great, but that's it part could of the funnel. So it, it, it could be, but I don't. I'm I'm pretty dead set. I mean, I've been thinking about it, and I don't I don't feel good about benching Alonzo, taking a hit to bring in a 19th place team's defender, even though they have good fixtures. Anything can happen in those games. They need to win both of those games. They can't play for tight as fuck nil nil. So 
I think the AOA putting Darun in is, is enough for me. And I was looking again at Valdez in instead of Heaton, uh, instead of De Gea. But since I can I can afford De Gea, I, I'd rather no, I go like there. De Gea, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna just roll with Alonzo and War right, at the back. Right. But I feel fine with that. I mean, I, I feel I feel totally fine with that. And I'm I'm gonna have a lot of doublers anyway. I'm gonna have uh, a seven in. So that's what I'm. And I don't want to go on minus eight. My, minus four and seven doublers is huge. I mean, not a lot of people are gonna have no, that that's, kind of a yeah, team. That's a haul. So, all right, all that, right. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going to be at. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I'm going to go for that. Unless if Paul gets hurt or something crazy happens in the Europa game, I'll wait till, till Friday to make my moves. Yeah, I'm fine with those moves. Yeah. And pro- I'm probably going to take Siggy out instead of Ayu. I don't know. Ayu's got home Everton, um, and then at Stoke in 35, which isn't great. But I just it's tough to hold Siggy anymore, even though he's yeah. home Stoke. It's he's he has some so chances bad. and shit. He, he's had like that he every game. Like he, yeah, he gets that every game. It's been every game for the past month, and it's, it's just not happening. It feels like holding Firmino or holding Defoe like earlier in the season. Like it's just yeah, they're getting chances and their stats are still pretty good. But like yeah, it's five blanks. He hasn't scored since a lot game. of blanks. He hasn't scored a goal since twenty four, which is a long time ago. Um, it's it's time. It's time to get rid. They're they're terrible. I think at least West Ham are like fluky enough and weird yeah, enough I, that they can score goals. I still could have braced. He looked pretty. Yeah, he was close to a brace. So I'm I'm probably gonna do the Siggy out for Paul. Yeah. All right. What about you? What are you looking at? Well, my first reaction is probably just to save. Okay. If I save, that would give me five doublers and two free transfers next week, which feels pretty good. Um, Do you need two free transfers next week? Yeah, two next free week. transfers would be fantastic. Alternatives right. to saving would pretty much only involve an Alonzo injury, a Valdez injury, or if I feel really ballsy, I could take Lukaku out. But I don't feel great about removing Lukaku, thinking more about it, like, I know as a way stats have been bad all year, but it's still like a goal every other game so far. But he's uh, at West Ham, home Chelsea, and then well, home Chelsea is at... terrible. But at West Ham is incredible. West Ham mm. have allowed third most conceded the third most amount of goals at home. That's fair, but and I then, also think that and then the I week after Ever- Chelsea Everton... at Swansea, who are the most home goals conceded in the league, but Everton away are awful. Yeah, but they're better than West Ham or Swansea. Yeah, but you could get in a doubler. Like and Chelsea also haven't kept it clean in fucking ten weeks. It just I'm feels different it feel, like early doors. You know, we're potting on Monday. I'll, I'll think about it a lot more. But early doors, it's starting to feel a little bit like Lukaku is the guy that everyone gets rid of in game week thirty-seven for the doubles, and he's home Watford, and he scores a hat trick, and we're all like, okay. "Fuck!" And okay. I just feel Possible. like. I feel like the Possibly. golden boot motivation and like the best his, the best finish in like a billion years for Everton boost is maybe enough to just carry him through. Like, a, so you want to go kind of differential and hold him for the rest of the I'm season? Kind of feeling like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I hate that. I think that's that's to me. I mean, for me, that's where you can separate yourself because he's still so highly owned that he's a, a couple blanks away from plummeting. And yeah, it and, it is. On that front, very worth it potentially to just yeah. go straight to Benteke, go straight to fucking Negredo or some shit. But yeah, like yeah, okay. that that's where the argument comes in because it's like I could remove him from a dub, from for a doubler this week, and then there's 35, and then I can remove him for Gabby, remove that slot for Gabby Adini double exactly. in 36. Exactly, that's so. where you shuffle it. I mean, you're looking at you're holding him for at West Ham home Chelsea instead of three fixtures from Benteke. 
and then a double from whoever you replace them with yeah, in 37. Sounds, sounds dumb on paper. Yeah, that, that's where I, that's, and then you're also looking at I'm a just scared. Two, I don't, I, you're looking I need, at a two I, or three million dollar savings. I need Renee. I feel like this is some sort of cognitive bias I'm going through right now, but I'm just scared to get rid. He's been so good for so long. No, I, I think that's fair that you're looking at his form throughout the season, and you know we've talked about he's been really a divisive character this year. I think because he started at nine, he was in no teams at the beginning of the year. They had tough fixtures opening up a little bit. Actually, that's not true. I don't know. I just said that. But <laughs> now that now that he's really expensive, is like a ten plus ten and a half. The value's a little bit lessened. He's in a lot of teams. It just feels like looking at the fixtures that that's, getting rid of him now is the opportunity to rise by getting doublers and. Where he when he's still very highly owned, Ugh, definitely of course, has. Of course, price rose tonight, and I missed it. Of course, legend. He, Lukaku definitely has that. Can continue to return for the next few game weeks without a double, but I would rather shuffle the spot because I again I think it's him versus Kane is what I'm looking at. Where Kane is better, same price bracket, and has a double. Well, I yeah, I mean, Kane. I have Kane and Ibra. No, you have Kane, but I'm saying anywhere. I I know, I know that, but I'm just saying. In terms of shuffling the spot for a doubler for a thirty-four and thirty-six, that's where I'd be wanting. To right, be. right. Yeah, you could do it with Ibra. You know, you could just keep Lukaku, do Ibra out in thirty-six, and yeah, and keep, that feels yeah, like pretty much fine. equal to me. You know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Mm. That's, that's a tough call. That, that, that's that'll tough be call. A, that'll be a weekly thing for you. Yeah, that that's a big thing. That's a big thing for everyone, probably. But the other thing is that you look at is, again, it's not just the isolation move because you'd also be freeing up a single, another single game weaker for a doubler in that hit. So In what hit? That's something, if you took Lukaku out, you would also probably want to spend the money and get another doubler in, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, really. Because um, like you could get in... Because I don't De really Hay even know where... You could I... get De Gea in for Valdez. Yeah, mm. You know, Ooh, something like that, where you, that is where you get, you, it's the minus two conundrum, where you're getting those points back for minutes played, and you're improving a, a, a weaker point if Valdez is still hurt, or, you know, maybe you you spend the money and you bump Holgate or, or Holgate, Holgate up to, to Rojo and just Rojo, double United yeah. defense or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, so you got to look at it also like that. Oh, man, I got tinkering to do. Okay. I got well, tinkering ahead of me. That's why we applaud. Check us out! At FMLPL.com, follow on Twitter at FMLPL, you must, FMLPL, at gmail.com, you like a place